Welcome to the Two Pages Project, part of the Coil Entertainment Network. I'm your host, Rob Steele. If you'd like to become a published author with us, stay tuned after the show for a vast majority of the details. But first, let's get to this week's story. And in this week's story, we have a troubling romance with a sinister twist. Sit back and enjoy Don't Ask Favors by Mila Karras. Sharon Plum looked at the crumpled paper in her hands and felt stressed. She walked over to the window and reflected on her almost perfect surroundings. She had always loved the snow and the woods and the private feeling you get from a secluded cabin. Then she saw something in the distance, or rather, someone. It was the figure of James Meadows. James was a sympathetic monster with unusually long fingernails, but an even longer memory. Sharon gulped. She glanced at her own reflection in the wall mirror. She was a tight-fisted, clever beer drinker with grubby fingernails and calloused fingers. Her friend saw her as a wonderful ally, but a dangerous adversary. But not even a tight-fisted person who cared enough about all life to have once jumped into a river to save a drowning chicken was prepared for what James had in store today. The snow flurried like a blinding white curtain, making Sharon uncertain of the vision she saw. Was it truly James? Was he back so soon? As Sharon stepped outside, James came closer, and she could see the warm glint in his almost glowing green eyes. Look, Sharon, James drawled with a brutal glare that reminded Sharon of those horrible vultures that circled her Arizona home when she was young. It's not that I don't love you, but it's time I collected my debt. You owe me for letting you stay here. Sharon looked back, still fingering the crumpled paper. James, eat my shorts. Her use of the phrase amused her. She hadn't said anything like that since the 80s, when she'd last seen him. And she knew he hated the phrase. Just the absurdity of it. It made her nostalgic for the time they had been together. They looked at each other with forlorn spirits, like two long-lost lovers remembering that time on the beach, which had jazz music faintly playing in the background from the concert on the pier, and the two children who had stumbled upon their passion in the dunes, interrupting their love not just then, but forever. Sharon regarded James's abnormally long fingernails, realizing his hair had grayed with the years. Ah. I don't have the funds. She lied. James glared. Do you want me to shove those crumpled papers where the sun don't shine? I know you about your publishing deal. I know they gave you everything you wanted. Now, just because you wrote a story that someone wants to send around the world don't mean that you better than me. I let you stay here. I let you have all the privacy you wanted even supplied you with everything you asked for, including the food. Hell, I paid your bills. You owe me. Sharon nodded. 
While she remembered her tight-fisted and clever values, she was sympathetic to his plight. Actually, I... I do have the funds, she admitted. James looked confident. It reminded her of when they had met. She hadn't known his history, nor even heard of him before. They were introduced to each other by Jennifer. Ah, Jennifer. She hadn't thought about her in years. What happened to her? She hadn't seen her since... Since that night she was introduced to James. You know it's not money I'm after, he said, drawing her back into the present. His emerald eyes burned with a passion she hadn't seen from him since they were together as a couple. It was those eyes that brought her back to him in the first place. She'd been an aspiring writer for years, but never had the time or means to complete her one big story. The story she'd had in her head for as long as she could remember. The story that would change her life. Get her published. Get her the money she'd need to finally find out what it was like to be, if not rich, then at least out of debt. She knew he'd be able to help, but that he'd collect soon after the deal was done. To not be able to enjoy the fruits of her labor. That's when she remembered that one niggling detail about her former lover. He was meticulous. He'd always been so. From his wardrobe to his perfectly manicured fingernails. Everything had its place, and he was insistent that everything be just so. When she came to him with her plan to sequester herself away and finally write that story, the deal she made included the house away from most of civilization and the means to support herself without having to leave to resupply her food stocks or worry about bill collectors. He said he'd be happy to take care of everything. He even said he was surprised it took her so long for her to ask him for something. It was then she realized that in all the time they were together, she'd never asked him for anything. He took things from her, of course. Her time, her affection, her first kiss. Almost her virginity if it hadn't been for those children playing in the dunes. Perhaps that's what Jennifer meant when she introduced them. Don't ask, she'd said. You'll be sorry. The phrase seemed so out of place with the rest of the conversation. She was only now beginning to fully understand the full consequence of her deal with James. It was likely that was why she hadn't seen Jennifer in so long. She'd asked for something, and James had collected. Now it was her turn. He supplied everything she asked. Only now she'd wish she'd said something about being able to enjoy her newfound success as a writer. But it was all so strange. He hadn't even said anything about how she'd found him. Come to think of it, how had she found him? She hadn't thought about him in almost two decades. But the instant she did, she knew exactly where to find him. And how he managed to get a place exactly like what she needed so quickly? It's time to pay, my dear. His hand gently cupped her face his long fingernails not quite scratching her cheeks. Long nails? Why did he have long nails? He was always so detailed in his appearance. She looked into his absurdly intense green eyes, 
Unaware of the snowfall, she, nevertheless, felt a chill, and it came from him. She tried one last desperate plea. Don't you want me to find someone new for you, like Jennifer did when she introduced us? James smiled. My dear, I was only looking for a fix at the time. A short-term deal. I had no idea you'd turn into such a long-term investment. Those are always so much more satisfying. Why, with the time we've known each other, our bond has only strengthened my thirst, and your soul has fermented like a fine wine. One I'm quite eager to taste. My thirst needs to be quenched. And now that I've fulfilled my part of our bargain, it can be. She looked one last time into his eyes. Damn those eyes. She could never say no to them. Even now as she felt him drink her soul. Three months later, a new bestseller hit the market by Sharon Plum, igniting one of the most bizarre mysteries of all time. A married woman leaves her husband of 15 years and her children, disappears for two months, only to reappear for one online meeting to sell a novel before disappearing again. Her body was found another year later in a cabin in Vermont. The emaciated body lying on the ground next to three words clawed into the wooden floor. Don't ask favors. If you'd like to have your story on the show, which is the reason we're here, send in your work. Check the website, twopagesproject.com, for the rules, and we'll take your short story and publish it first as an ebook on the website, then turn it into an audiobook on the podcast, and when we've got enough stories, we'll turn it into an actual book that you can buy at a store. If you'd like to submit a story, email it to contact at twopagesproject.com. We'll be open to any type of story you want to send us, from sci-fi and fantasy to history, fiction, western, hey, we had supernatural romance today, whatever you want to write. Just submit your story for the audiobook treatment and publishing on our website. Just don't forget to use that new email address, contact at twopagesproject.com. And don't forget to pass the show around, because it's free and it's fun. We'd like to thank iTunes, the Google Play Store, Village Connection Radio, and the Happy Hour Network for passing the show along. And we'd like to give a special thanks to Blanket Barricade for the background music. Check out their website, blanketbarricade.com. But also, don't forget to follow all the Coil Entertainment Network shows on Pinterest or YouTube. And please check out the Coil Entertainment Network store. We've got t-shirts and hats that all go to support the network, so please check that out. And if you're interested in being part of the audiobook process, be it as a voice in a story, or if you have music that might work as well, use that same email address, contact at twopagesproject.com. So, until next week, be safe and keep writing.